It's a high-stakes race to the future of driving, where your car drives you, and humans are permanent backseat drivers on a road full of electric, driverless taxis. While it sounds like a futuristic fantasy to some, in Tesla CEO Elon Musk's world, fantasy becomes reality, and the future is now. With a master plan aimed at commercializing electric vehicles and spearheading autonomous car tech, the car maker known for bold claims and aggressive timetables is setting out to revolutionize the transportation industry. And while the market remains small, Tesla's ambitions continue to fly through the solar roof. As Elon Musk hands over the keys to Tesla's future, one question remains. Are we there yet? Welcome to the Abstract Podcast from Inverse. I'm Tanya Bustos, your host. Our first story examines Tesla's master plan, an ambitious document published in the summer of 2016 aimed at setting the company's course for the coming years. Four years in and nearly halfway through the original document's lifespan, Tesla's lofty goals called for big strides in sustainable energy and autonomous driving, as well as broader mass market reach with electric vehicles. While the future remains unclear, can Tesla's unwavering optimism continue to lead the way? Our second story is about Tesla's crossover electric vehicle, the Model Y. It has the functionality of an SUV, but rides like a sports car, and Elon Musk expects it to be the safest SUV in the world by far. With a winning combination of performance, price, and technology, could the Model Y finally drive Tesla into the mainstream market? This is The Abstract. Look at the latest scientific discoveries and technology innovations from the reporters at Inverse. In each episode, we explore a single theme through two different stories. Up now, as Tesla's most ambitious master plan yet celebrates a fourth birthday, where Tesla stands in the race to the future of driving. of Tesla was to accelerate the advent of sustainable energy. It's not like there was a shortage of car companies in the world. There are plenty of good you know, gasoline car companies, but there, there weren't good electric cars. That's, that's really what, what was needed. So there are really three parts to the solution. What, what is the future that, that we want? It consists of a really appealing solar roof, then combine that with, with storage and with electric cars. So it's, a three, it's an obvious three-part solution. Speaking in 2016 at Tesla's Powerwall 2 and Solar Roof unveiling, CEO Elon Musk reiterated the company's latest grand vision. On July 20th, 2016, Musk published a blog entry that would set the company's course for the coming years. It was a starkly more ambitious proposal to the original master plan that came 10 years prior, called Master Plan Part Deux. The document broke down all of the company's new objectives, from plans to transition more of the world onto sustainable energy, to a broader mass market with electric vehicles, and ultimately to automate the driving process so radically that it transforms transportation. No pressure. The plan's sustainable energy goal was essentially to offer a solar roof with battery, then scale it globally. Here's Elon Musk speaking about the importance of this at the Powerwall 2 and solar roof rollout. We really need to make solar panels as appealing as electric cars have become. The goal is to make you know, solar roofs that look better than a uh, normal roof, generate electricity, have, last longer, have better insulation, um, and actually have an installed cost that is less than a normal roof plus the cost of electricity. So then, then why would you buy anything else? Tesla merged with SolarCity later that year, so that's checked off. The roof still has yet to go global, but Musk claimed in February 2020 that the company would expand the product internationally this year. 
Next part of the master plan was expansion. This part outlines several vehicles aimed at most forms of ground transport. The Model 3 launch in July 2017 kicked things into high gear. The total number of orders for the Model 3 in the past 24 hours has now passed 115,000. All right, let's bring them out. For those of you that are here, uh, please enjoy your rides tonight in the Model 3. Um, and for, for those online, you can order at Tesla.com. Then came the Model Y Compact SUV in March 2020. The Model Y. Yeah. And then, expected to launch in 2021, there's the Cybertruck. We want to try something different, so I present to you the Cybertruck. Perhaps its most important goal is aiming for full point-to-point -point autonomous driving. At the company's Autonomous Investor Day in April 2019, Musk showed how Tesla's fleet, used to gather data and make its machines smarter, is making all the difference. A very powerful, sustainable advantage for us is the fleet. Those weights are constantly being updated and improved uh, based on billions of miles driven. Tesla has a hundred times more cars with of the full self-driving hardware than everyone else combined. And then there's the goal that builds off its autonomous driving features, sharing. Tesla owners could one day essentially be able to add their vehicle to a shared fleet. But before we get ahead of ourselves, back with the podcast is Inverse's Mike Brown, who knows a thing or two about this. Hey, Mike, welcome back. Hey, thank you very much. So if we turn this master plan into a basic checklist of sorts. A shallow look back seems to see a lot of these wheels in motion. So I figured we could zoom in on the specifics here. Let's talk the idea of blending energy generation and storage. Overall, how do you think this this idea is working out? The original roof, the first and the second generation, they were pretty rare. I mean, we didn't really see that many of them. There was a few in spring 2018, but then we had this uh, change in manufacturing. I think there was a slight sort of rethink about how you offer a product like this at scale because, you know, Tesla only sells one roof. It's the solar roof. They're not a roofing company. So uh, that would maybe uh, explain why there wasn't this uh, initial idea about using uh, third parties. And then there's the outline plan to expand in order to cover the major forms of ground-based transport, meaning basically the Model 3, a compact SUV, and a pickup truck. It's been a while since we talked shop on this. How would you assess the expansion of these, these cars and how they're coming along? I think the main pain point with uh, this part of the plan was back in 2017 and uh, uh, the first half of 2018, Tesla was trying uh, to really boost its manufacturing capabilities way past uh, anything that it had ever done before. You know, we think about the Model S and X. These were premium vehicles that don't really uh, sell in uh, the same sort of numbers as the Model 3, which uh, eventually had a uh, intro price of 35000 So they were talking about moving from uh, building around 2,000 Model S and S vehicles a week combined, adding on a further 5,000 a week of the Model 3. So we talk about this production hell that they went through. Uh, Musk was sleeping at the factory. You know, there was all these reports about uh, how painful it was. They now call that a bet the company moment. The Model Y and the Cybertruck, they're not really bet the company moments. You know, uh, Tesla's ramped up production before. It knows how it works. It's not really uh, gambling everything now on getting these cars out. 
a huge focus, of course, and a lot of what we hear about is this push towards full-on point-to-point autonomous driving, probably one of the more loftier ambitions. It's been a bumpy road, but where has Tesla landed at this point in 2020? They've made small advancements in terms of what you have in your car today. You know, Musk is uh, saying about how, uh, you know, we'll have a feature complete version of full autonomy uh, by the end of this year. We've heard before we would see a cross-country autonomous drive by the end of 2017. That didn't quite come to fruition. So it, it seems like a bit of a moving target and it's in development. It's always hard to judge, you know, will they make these breakthroughs that are necessary? And autonomous driving is difficult. I mean, you know, there's a whole industry where working on it. And, uh, you know, we've got Waymo and Phoenix uh, doing the uh, taxi rides. But, you know, it's taken a lot of uh, development time to get there. So it's it's not just Tesla that um, so far hasn't released a uh, full autonomous car. You know, it's an industry-wide question. Yeah, I know. That, that's the big race, right? And then there's something that builds off the autonomous driving features, the idea that Tesla owners would be able to add their vehicle to a shared fleet. First, can you explain this vision a bit more for listeners to get a better sense and also how it's panning out? Yeah, so this would be a sort of Uber-style robot taxi. You would have your vehicle, you could uh, manage it via a smartphone app, you could, you know, decide, for example, uh, if you're at work in an office nine to five, you can say, all right, during those times, I don't need the car. The car can just go out and work for me. So the car will go out, pick people up that request it using the uh, Tesla uh, rideshare app. They would uh, ferry them around. The vehicles uh, actually have a uh, internal camera, which uh, Musk claims is for keeping an eye on the passengers that are using your car, like uh, while you set it out. And the car would earn money for you. And some analysis suggests that uh, it would earn enough over time to uh, eventually pay off the costs of the vehicle. It all depends on uh, full autonomous driving. It also uh, depends on regulatory approval. This is another thing with autonomous driving that's a bit of a uh, difficult question because uh, it's hard to really know how long it's going to take for a government. You know, they give the green light to uh, fully autonomous cars roaming the streets, picking people up and ferrying them around. As they expand it, they're going to have more potential owners and self-driving, you know, robo-taxi and all these other projects. You know, it comes back to uh, expanding out further and bringing those vehicles to more people. A lot of opportunities there and, you know, a lot can happen in four years. Interesting look at where we stand. Mike, thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers. As mainstream adoption remains vital in Tesla's road to success, a closer look at the Model Y reveals a viable path to the mass market. Up now, how Tesla's Model Y became a driving force, fulfilling a crucial role in the company's master plan. The Model Y. The Tesla Model Y is the company's crossover all-electric vehicle built on the same third-generation platform as the Tesla Model 3. With this affordable sports utility vehicle, Tesla throws a new mainstream EV contender into the mix, and it's all part of an even broader master plan. 
the path to the future of transportation. In fact, this car has no shortage of big expectations to live up to. CEO Elon Musk sees it as outselling the Model S, Model X, and Model 3 combined. So what is it about the Model Y that could push it past the competition into the mainstream? Here's more from Elon Musk at the official Model Y unveiling. Safety first. This is actually by far the most important thing. But it's also going to be, have incredible performance. So we expect to have a, a three and a half seconds, zero to 60, and a very low center of gravity, so great, great uh, handling. It's testing out at a 0.23 drag coefficient, which is extremely good for an SUV. Um, and in terms of range, an actual true usable range of 300 miles. So, yeah. Is it where practicality and technology meet that the true mainstream media market lies? And ultimately, is it the Model Y that will bring us there? With the public's preference moving toward the SUV market, the Tesla Model Y could prove to be the perfect fit at the perfect time. But is the market ready? Joining us with more insight is Inverse's Mike Brown. Welcome back, Mike. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So the bar is set pretty high for this car, so much so that it's being predicted to be the best-selling car of all time for Tesla. What are the Model Y design tweaks that bring Tesla closer to this goal? Can they prove to be the right ones? The Model Y has just started uh, shipping out in March. It started hitting the roads earlier than we expected. Um, this is a uh, compact SUV. So if we think about how the uh, Tesla Model 3 sedan that came out a couple of years back is the uh, cheaper version of the Model S, this is a cheaper version of the Model X. Now, the reason why that's important is because uh, Tesla is following this strategy of trying to get more people to buy electric cars, essentially turning themselves into a, uh, a mass market producer of electric vehicles. So the Model 3 has uh, seen very high sales figures, but the Model Y is uh, focusing on an area of the market which data from Statista shows is the uh, most popular kind of vehicle in the United States. The uh, the crossover has about 40% of the market. So, uh, you know, the Model 3 was, um, you know, making headlines around the world for how many people were buying their first electric car, etc. This could be on a whole new scale. Right. Just um, having that functionality of an SUV at a time when people are into SUVs might just be the perfect formula here. Is it all part of a greater purpose for you know, the Model Y and Tesla. How does this car pan out with Tesla's bigger plans? So the idea that uh, Tesla laid out back in 2016 is they wanted to release uh, three different vehicles to reach a broader mass market audience. And we think about back then, they had the Roadster, the Model uh, S and the Model X, but the Model 3 was uh, advertised as starting at a uh, $35,000 price point, which is a lot, lot lower. It took a while to reach that point. They started with the more premium versions of the car. The Model Y isn't quite as cheap as that, but it's uh, arguably more useful if, for example, you know, it's there's a seven-seater option that's going to be hitting the markets, for example. So if you're a bigger family, you want to be getting everybody around, uh, you have slightly more cargo space. It could be seen as a more versatile vehicle for not too much more money. And so we've got the Model 3, the Model Y, and then we've also got the Cybertruck completing this trio of uh, uh, entry-level vehicles. And this is expected to bring Tesla to a whole new audience. You have cheaper cars, that means more consumers. Right. And looking ahead, um, this is also thought to support 
fully self-driving. How would a car like this fit within that future, the future of, you know, autonomous driving? You know, you think of robo-taxi fleets. I just, I imagine this is all part of some grand master plan as well in terms of just that whole new world. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, you say about master plan, like this is all part of Elon Musk's uh, second master plan that he outlined. So the idea is that the Model Y, along with Model 3, Cybertruck, all these other vehicles, they would receive a computer and software upgrade that would give them the ability to drive from A to B with no intervention. And from a functionality standpoint, Tesla is claiming that you have a series of cameras on the side and front, etc. And you've got these uh, ultrasonic radars. They could be used to uh, power a fully autonomous car and uh, a robo-taxi service. So you'd see the Model Y uh, transporting people around, even though they haven't purchased one themselves. So, uh, you know, it's not necessarily a car that you have to buy to uh, see as a uh, big change on the roads. It's a bit like the uh, Prius, for example. You know, you've got Uber drivers, you know, driving around all these different vehicles, etc. The Model Y could be a uh, feature on this new competitor to Uber with this Tesla taxi service. Right. Again, a lot riding behind this car, a lot of hype behind this car, so much so that it was pushed ahead. We were expecting it at one point, even sooner than planned. Now we're living in unprecedented times. How does a pandemic impact production? How does the future change? How does the market change? How does Tesla's broader outlook change for this Model Y becomes the question? Yeah, it is um, very much uncertain at this point. But one report that was very interesting came from uh, IHS Market. They are predicting a uh, decline in the uh, in the EV market over the coming months. That's going to cause a decline in uh, research and development funding. But uh, that's an area where Tesla at the moment is putting a lot of its resources and efforts. And, uh, you know, it has uh, quite a big advantage in terms of the autopilot system. And the autopilot is designed to be a uh, predecessor to the uh, full self-driving. So the idea is that they will gradually uh, build up these technologies. At the moment, it can turn off at the correct exit on the highway. Maybe tomorrow it can take you from A to B while you're watching the uh, steering wheel. And then you, you gradually build this up over time. So uh, if other manufacturers are pulling back, then uh, I mean, what does that mean for Tesla in the future? And it's so interesting because, you know, there was so much talk about the Model 3 and, and how that was poised to take Tesla to the mainstream. It seems more so that the Model Y might prove to be the bigger test here. What do you think about that? Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's about the car that's right for you. And the Model Y is, you know, you can think about it as a cheaper version of the Model X, but I think it's it's better to... To, uh, consider it in terms of the price versus the Model 3. You look at the cost of a Model 3 and then you think, well, for a few thousand dollars more, I can get one that uh, you know offers a lot more versatility. And when you're thinking about what's most practical, I think there's a reason you know, why uh, people would gravitate maybe towards a vehicle that can hold more people, for example. You know, the seats fold down so you can store more stuff in it. You know, for the sake of those few extra thousand dollars, I, I can see why a family might decide that it's a more versatile vehicle. Mike Brown, thanks so much. Thank you. Cheers. Head to Inverse.com to read more about the latest details about all things Tesla. You can click on the link in the show notes for that story and all others we talked about today. If you agree that science and facts matter more than ever, 
Give us a rating and review on iTunes to help more people find The Abstract and other podcasts like it. New episodes of The Abstract are released three times a week. Find old episodes and more original reporting on science, innovation, culture, and entertainment at Inverse.com. Look for The Abstract Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever podcast app you use. For Inverse, I'm Tanya Bustos. Thanks for listening.